Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. What do you think people are saying right now about this year's CMA Awards? They're mind-blown at how beautiful I was on, on TV, yeah. how I hold up on TV, and how I, you know, I, I, I took the minimalist route in makeup, hmm. and uh, I still looked great. Overall, what are the reviews? Overall, the reviews are greatest show ever. Congratulations, Country Heat Weekly, on your first year. Amazing. It's Keith Urban. Cheers, y'all. This is El King. Happy first anniversary, Country Heat Weekly. I'm Luke Combs. I'm Cole Swindell. And I'm Kelsey Ballerini. My episode was the best. Congrats, ladies. It's Carly Pierce. Excited for your first of many anniversaries. Happy first anniversary, Country Heat Weekly. This is Russell Dickerson. Year two starts right now. Can you believe it's been a whole year already? (laughs) Hello from Radio Row, backstage at the 56th Annual CMA Awards. I'm Amber Anderson. We are out of the house this week celebrating country music's biggest night, and we're taking you with us. I'm Kelly Sutton, and Country Heat Weekly launched the day before the CMA Awards in 2021. Remember when we went downtown and stood outside waiting and waiting for the giant digital (laughs) billboard with Eric Church's face to pop up on Broadway and West End? I literally looked at those pictures like two days ago. It was all so new, so fun. It has been a blast this entire year. At the end of the show today, we're going to spend a few minutes sharing some highlights from year one. So stick around for that. The top order of business today, though, is the CMA Awards. As Amber mentioned, we've left the country heat house and we've been spending the week on what they call Radio Row. So basically, this is a special area behind the scenes where the press sets up and the artists come to us and chat about all things CMA Awards. Now, I was really hoping that we were going to get Peyton Manning down here. Me too. But unfortunately, he's busy learning his lines or something. Mm. But his co-host, Luke Bryan, did stop by. Listen in. So I saw you on Monday Night Football last night. Yes. I was watching. You were in Peyton's world. Now Peyton gets to come to your world. Well, yeah, Peyton's got to be careful because, you know, what is it? I'm the grand poopa. <laughs> he's the grand poopa of football. Uh-huh. But I got I got the CMA thing down. Nah, he he's gonna have fun. He's a pro. You know, he's done big big time things. Certainly being on SNL and and he hosted the Aspies one time. So. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's funny. And I mean, okay. I think he's genuine. And I think he's the guy next door. Yeah. And and I think I'm kind of have made a living being that guy too. So I think we're just gonna be up there and, and have fun with one another. Real talk. Were you nervous that he was gonna be funnier than you? Not at all. <laughs> okay. And I'm pretty I, damn. You know You're pretty what? funny. I feel good that you have that much confidence in yourself. Oh, I, I, I gotta. I mean, you know, my confidence in singing and songwriting and stuff with music might waver, but my ability to be funny was. I got that. Is there going to be a lot of Tennessee Georgia trash talk? You know, doesn't really have to be. Oh, <laughs> smoke for itself, right? I Hello. mean, you know, I mean, if we want to just rehash, you know, old wounds. <laughs> I mean, true. and. That's true. You know, I'm just saying, a, you have the upper hand. You have this grand I have stage. the upper both hands and the bo- upper both feet <laughs> at do. this point. So if it gets a little rowdy, we just want to let you know there are artists all around us being interviewed by outlets from around the United States. If you listen closely, you can hear Midland chuckling next door. <laughs> of course. They're so loud. <laughs> 
Speaking of people who were loud and fun to talk to, we had both Lukes this week. Yes, we did. Luke Combs got a break from diaper duty this week and stopped by to chat. Sitting down with the reigning entertainer of the year, Luke Combs, how are you? Good. I'm good. Two days left to say that. The reigning entertainer. So I just say it as many times as I can today. Do you like it when people refer to you as that? Is that part of your writer now? You have to say entertainer of the year. Yes. Good. I also just scream it out. Yeah, you should. Walk in anywhere. Yes. Clear the way. Entertainer of the year coming through. Big ego guy. I've been known to just. We will have much more to say about this year's winners, including what they wore, what they said backstage, and who they forgot to thank in the bonus episode (laughs) that drops tomorrow. But spending two days with all of these artists, we have plenty to talk about today. It was so much fun to hang out with everyone in person this year. And we had some really great, productive, thoughtful conversations. And then there was Old Dominion. (laughs) When you walk in as reigning group of the year, I mean, you've kept talk, the crown. Don't talk you too guys, loud. Midland's right over there. You've fought it. Of the year right now. It is raining. It's, it's raining group of the year. Oh. You feel good about it? Hey-o. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Feel pretty good. Walking in tonight. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at Midland over there. They have no chance. <laughs> look at them. <laughs> look at them. Do you think it's too much to know? He sees us looking at him. Yeah. They see us. Judging by the record. They see us. He's so zoned out They feel it. Do you talk crap to them? Yeah. Do you guys trash talk? <laughs> no. We only trash talk Cadillac 3. Yeah. Cadillac 3 is the only ones we trash talk. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, we love Midland. Cadillac <laughs> 3 is a uh, country music band. Oh, yeah. Oh. If y'all haven't heard. <laughs> they... <laughs> this is like, oh, yeah. like such hit says. Yes. Uh, you're right. Correct. Oh, my gosh. I can't with y'all. Okay. <laughs> I love those guys so much. That's just a tiny taste of the fun we had. This episode is packed with artists. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hanging out with the artists all week means they've gotten to tell us what's cooking in country music. So all the news this week comes straight from the stars. Even though we are turning in this show before the CMA Awards start, we know the performance everyone will be talking about is going to be Jody Messina's surprise appearance with Cole Swindell. If we didn't get this performance, we might have all stormed the CMA offices on Monday because everyone wanted it, but we manifested it. It it was so hard to keep it a secret, you know, (laughs) just because it's something that I think so many people have wanted to see. Even when I knew it was going to happen, people were still like, you're crazy if you don't get it. I'm like, I know, I'm not crazy though. We're doing it. It's just, but to finally have the remix out and then get to do a version of that on the show with somebody I grew up, you know, loving their music and and to now call her a friend. And I don't know, it's just, it's been the best year I can remember in a long time. And a lot of that is because of this song and and the relationships that have been formed because of, so uh, thanks for the suggestion. We'll say that you uh, you made that. I mean, if we rewind the tape, I'm pretty sure I said, I I can picture you being on the CMA stage. Okay, so I'm going to speak this into existence because as soon as I heard it, I had a mental picture of you performing this on the CMA award stage and Jody coming out and joining you on a verse. I mean, yes. I mean, right? Wouldn't that just be a moment? That's a CMA, if you're listening, you're welcome. I'm helping you plan your show. I mean, that is, uh, (laughs) that's the dream, honestly. I mean, something like that, that is, yeah, and why not? I mean, that is what I want her to be, you know, uh, a part of it somehow. And I just think that's, we got to save that. And that would be a perfect moment. I mean, I, I can dream that. Let's just dream it. That's 
the biggest moment I've ever had on stage at, at an award show. Like I said, I'm just happy to, that Jody's been so cool about everything and that now we get to share this thing together. So it's pretty cool. Someone on his team told us that Jody was so serious about keeping this performance a secret that when somebody asked at a meet and greet last week about her working with Cole Swindell, she immediately said, oh, I've never met him. And the fan was like, um, you were in his video? (laughs) She tried. She really tried. So whoever you are, I hope you're hearing this podcast and now know that Jody wasn't crazy. She's just a really good secret keeper. Everyone is also talking about the tribute to Alan Jackson. It was Carrie Underwood, Dirk Bentley, John Party, and Lainey Wilson. And we got to talk to Lainey about getting to honor one of her musical heroes. Alan Jackson, he is one of my heroes. It's insane the amount of influence he has had on country music. I don't know anybody who has moved to this town trying to be a singer or songwriter who, who would say that Alan Jackson did not influence them in some kind of way. Speaking of performances... This was Cody Johnson's first CMA performance. He gave us some really fascinating behind-the-scenes scoop on how it all works. I went to rehearsal today, you know, and I want to move to the right or walk to the left. They're like, no, we need different camera angles, and it's it's pretty restricted. But the set is incredible, and they've got a look they're going for, so you have to just trust the producers. You have to trust the people that know what they're doing. They obviously didn't hire me to do this, so I'm going to do what they say, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you, you know you're in that moment. It's not like a live show where I can just improv and go off, you know, and kind of do my own thing. You have to kind of stay in line, but it's such a great vision on it. Like, it's hard to it's hard to say no. You're like, you guys are the professionals. You know what you're doing. I'm just going to sing. In all of the award shows I've seen, that's not something I've ever thought of. Mm-hmm. I just assume the artists did their thing and the cameras did their best to keep up. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, we're always learning something new on Country Heat Weekly. <laughs> yes, we are. And this week, it was the first time we got to see Mitchell Tenfenny since his wedding. He isn't quite used to the ring yet. Hello, newlywed. I know, it's crazy. Congratulations. Are you used to this? I know, it's weird. Yeah, I feel like my dad. I'm old now. I I feel like like my dad. Um, How was the day? We saw the pictures. So how was the whole day, the big wedding? It it was perfect. I know I, I keep saying it cliche, but it was perfect. The weather, the trees, the fall, and everything went seamless. As far as I know, if they did, they hit it well. But um, it was, everything was great. And we still ended up at Losers at the end of the night. So like, it all, it all worked Full out. circle. I love it. Ah, that's love amazing. It so <laughs> Probably wasn't the best decision, but we did it anyway. It was That's good. okay. You so, had to, right? Absolutely. You that's had where, to. That's where it started. That's where it should go. Uh, that, that was our thinking. <laughs> but, but a lot of tequila shots later, it was, it was yeah, there we go. <laughs> that is so on brand. So on brand. <laughs> it's always fun to talk to the newbie artists. Everything is new and fun and bright and shiny. It was my first time meeting Nate Smith. It doesn't feel real. It's like, you know what I'm saying though? It's like the craziest thing. I'm like, what am I, what am I doing here? Like, you know what I mean? Like in a way where I'm, I'm happy I'm here, yeah. but like, really? Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I'm doing a fitting tonight, like with my outfit and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, it just feels surreal. It's super, like, things are moving really quickly and a lot's happening. So, like, my team's always trying to remind me to, like, slow down and think about it. And that's a challenge for me, but I do need to do that. Like, I need to slow down and just kind of go, like, whoa, like, wait a second. And finally, we're all still giggling over our chat with Bailey Zimmerman. It was his first CMA experience of any type. Like, I'm not even sure he knows what CMA stands for. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it's done. Yeah? Because I ain't never been. I ain't never even watched it. So I don't know. We're going to see what's going on. Completely new to you. Yep. You haven't like YouTubed anything just to see? Just like you're not even curious? 
but I saw it on Instagram. Okay. So I've got an idea of what it's what it's about. We'll see though. We're about to go to break, but first I'm going to read you this quote that someone said to us this week and you guys get to guess who said that. And then when we get back from the break, we'll play the audio to see if you are right. This week's quote is, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm just really happy for whoever gets it. No, I want it. (laughs) I love that this person was so honest. So who do y'all think said that? Keep listening and we'll tell you right here on Country Heat Weekly. Happy first anniversary, Country Heat Weekly. I'm Jason Aldean. I'm Lainey Wilson. Congratulations, Kelly and Amber, on your first anniversary. I'm Mitchell Tenpenny, wishing you many more happy first anniversary. What's up? I'm Sam Hunt. I'm Carrie Underwood. And I'm Mickey Guyton. Congratulations, Kelly and Amber, on your first anniversary of Country Heat Weekly. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, it's time to tell you who said that. I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm just really happy forever gets it. I want it. Carly Pierce. (laughs) She told us that on Monday ahead of the awards. I mean, look, they're all thinking it. She just said it out loud. Today's Center Stage guest is joining us to talk about his self-titled third studio album, which he served as co-writer and co-producer on to ensure it turned out to be truly authentic to him. Now, last time we talked to Russell Dickerson, we were at CMA Fest. He had just informed us that new music was in the works and now it's here. So we're going to get the scoop on the tracks that we've already heard, plus some of the new ones. This album follows Russell's four back-to-back chart-topping singles, plus his most recent song at platinum status, She Likes It, featuring Jake Scott. Now, in between being a dad to his adorable little boy, Remington, Russell has been spending lots of time on the road and in the studio. He recently wrapped up his sold-out tour in the UK, and now he's back in the States for his headlining She Likes It tour. So basically, we had a lot to catch up on when he stopped by a couple of weeks ago. He's back for round two. Russell Dickerson is in the house this time. Welcome to the Amazon Music Country Heat House. Ah, uh, woohoo! Let's What's go. Up, Amazon Country Heat House. Y'all do like TikTok. You know they have like the different houses. Like you need a no. TikTok page just for this house. Just the house. Oh. Doing dances like on top of the table. 
It's kind of like, is it kind of like Crips? We were going to. Kind of. We were going to put something together for TikTok, but I think since you have some ideas, we'll lean into that later. Okay. I'm here for that. At the very end. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we please dive into album number three? Here we are. Finally, a self titled album. Mm -hmm. Why did it take three albums to get a self titled album? You know, I don't know. It just, (laughs) this felt like the right one. (laughs) Okay. The first one was like, I don't know, let's call this one yours. The second one. My favorite song on that album was Southern Symphony. Yeah. So I called it that. Yeah. And this one is just like, I don't know what else to call this, but <laughs> Russell freaking Dickerson. Here I am. <laughs> what about Drink to This, which is a song. Are you vibing on that one? I'm vibing on that <laughs> vibing one. Vibing on it, yes. I mean, there's there's a ton of songs that could have been the album title, but do you think that that puts too much pressure on the song? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. But maybe not in other cases, but mm-hmm. I think that this one was perfect to be self-titled just because it's not, there's not one song that like summarizes the whole album. Like the whole album is summarized by this is who I am. This is me. Okay. This Mm -hmm. is me when I was 16. The first song on the album is called Blame It On Being Young. It's about all the dumb stuff we used to do when we were 16, 17. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, we're going to get there. Uh Okay. It's coming. And then the last song on the album is me becoming a dad. So there's this whole span of life lived between the first song and the last song. There's a lot of nostalgia on this album. We talked about, you know, being young and Mm -hmm. being a teenager. Was that an intentional choice or just kind of a reflection? Like you said, you wanted it to be a complete evolution from then to now. I think it just happened that way as far as like chronological stuff. But I wrote a lot of these songs in 2021 and some in 2020, like, and I had time to like stop and go back in time and think about think about these things. And you know, I feel like my past records have just been like in the moment. This is these are my favorite songs right now, whatever. But like with with this record, I had time to. I was at home. We were stuck at home. Mm-hmm. I had so many things coming to mind, and like like you said, drink to this and beers to the summer are a couple nostalgic songs too. Of like. I miss my friends. Like, mm. I miss those nights just around a fire drinking a Miller Lite with my best friends in the entire world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, however those songs translate to each person individually, like, some, Drink to This could be a concert song. Like, this, okay. I'm just, like, I picture a bunch of kids out on the lawn, like, just, like, arms around each other. It's the best night ever, and one day we're going to drink to this. Oh, so so there's good. A, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of layers on this album. Okay, you co-wrote all 15 mm-hmm. songs that are on the album, including the opening track, which I said we were going to get around to, Blame It On Being Young. So, Russell, how autobiographical is this song? Completely. Because we all thought we ran this town in a Walmart parking lot circle around to McCrow. How many times did you get taken home in a cop car? Three. Oh, you had to think about it. That was a very long pause. Oh, yeah, it was. uh, Yeah. We We used to do a lot of dumb stuff back then. Like, elaborate, please. I mean, stealing street signs and TP in people's houses. And that was so fun, though. I know. You know, yeah. I've never done that. Yeah, but then like I was, eggs now is that's too. That's did you egg somebody's yeah, house? Oh, I mean, we used to like throw them at their garage doors, so it sounded like a boom. 
Oh, just, yeah. That oh yeah. I feel like there's a generation. This generation doesn't know about that stuff. Yeah, they're just on their free. They're just playing video yeah, games. They're not on their phones, doing that like, for sleepovers. Like <laughs> yeah. They're you don't not, need to learn about some life. It was minor things. I mean, we're not talking like any big. No, no, no robberies, <laughs> no murders. Okay, nothing good. Like that. I didn't good. want this to become I'm a true. I'm I don't not want a felon. This, don't want it to be a true crime podcast. I don't want that switch to happen no, on your episode. It was three times out of three, it was probably toilet paper related. Oh my gosh. Okay, you <laughs> name drop Tim McGraw on this song. Oh, yes. We know he's a huge influence on you. You spent your summer out on the road with him. You worked out with him. Yeah, I did. A lot. Mm-hmm. Did I was you... worried about you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for your prayers. <laughs> because I appreciate that. That's an intense workout. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. It is. We made it, though. We made yeah, it. Yeah, you did. You, you made did. it. Yeah. Did you write this song before or after you were out with him? Before. Okay. Yeah, like way before. <gasps> yeah. You manifested it. I did. Yes. I guess what? I did. did. So obviously, I played this song. Yeah. Every night on the Tim Garage work. <laughs> what did he say when he saw you play it and, and heard it for the first time? I don't know if he ever did. Really? Yeah. I bet he did. I feel like he would have said something. He didn't say anything. Okay. He's, just, he working out. He's just flexing on I'm you like, yeah, it. you mentioned me in the song. Yeah. He's got a song about I'm me. It's okay. Like I didn't see it. <laughs> Make, keep him wondering. I'll be over here flipping this tire if yeah. you need me. No big deal. <laughs> okay, we're going to jump back to the album. I love the life lessons in I Still Believe. So take us into the writing of that one. This one, I think Zach Crowell just pulled up like a the kind of vibe, the track that was that we wrote over. And we were like, oh, okay, dude, this is like gonna be a big anthem, a big whatever. And we spent like two and a half hours trying to come up with the cool like whoa, 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 or nah, 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 <laughs> something. And it was like was not happening. I literally, after two hours, I just picked up guitar. I was like, I don't know, like. The best beer is cold. The best friends are old. The best songs go, oh, oh, oh. And we're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that was kind of like how the writing process went with that song of like, oh, like that's a chorus that I want to sing every night. Mm-hmm. Like that's epic. Uh, and the bridge is my favorite. You know, I still believe in that John 316, words written in red. Like that's that's who I am. Like that's. One of the biggest things for me is is faith. And so that verse was like, oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. there it is. That was a nice bow to put on the end of that song. I still believe in the prayers that I pray. If you're asking me, the best beer is cold. The best friends are old. The best songs go. Oh, oh, oh. So when you were on the podcast with us in June, at yeah, CMA like Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, your duet with Jake Scott, she likes it, was mm-hmm. just starting its musical journey. Twas. And it was the fastest rising song of your career. Yeah. Did you have any clue? Like, what was it about that that seemed like, uh-oh, this one's different? Right. Well, at first, I mean, yeah, the song felt different from the beginning, but I didn't know if that was like a good different. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's different. It's super minimal. It's real bassy, like a blues guitar lick. And like, it's just totally different mm-hmm. than everything you're hearing on radio right now, which I love. Me too. She likes it when, she likes it when, she likes it when. And so I didn't know if that was a good or bad different. Uh, but when, so Home Sweet was my fifth single and that, 
peaked at 10. Right in time, as that's kind of tapering off, She Likes It is popping off. And my label was like, I don't think we're going to do a single with this. And then it was like, oh, that was 7 million streams this week. We're going to do a This is going to be your next uh-huh. single. Yep. And then boom, right there. And so it just like, it caught on fire with radio instantly. And the fastest climbing single, top 15. And I love that went. song. Well, it's no surprise to anyone that knows you or follows you on social media that your wife, Kaylee, is a frequent inspiration to a lot of your songs and a lot of the tracks on this album. How does she feel? Does she still think it's sweet that you are writing a song about her or is she like getting pretty used to it? I mean, she's my number one critic for Mm. sure. Like she's got she's got the songwriter intuition. Like, Mm. I mean, with Love You Like I Used To, she the first time we wrote it, she was like, that's not it. Like straight up. She said the title of the song is better than the actual song. Wow. She was like, she was like, you just give it away from the first line. And so we went back, completely rewrote Love You Like I Used To, and then now it's... And she's like, you're welcome. Yeah, right. When you write a song about her, do you take it to her immediately? Like, do you go, I wrote this today. I feel like it happens so often that it's just like, I'll just play like the last few songs I've written, and it's like, like God gave me a girl or something. She's like, that is so cute. I'm like, and? (laughs) Anything else? You know, and like... We had to make a rule that anytime I play her a new song, she has to hear it, I think, three times before she can critique it. <laughs> because, okay. like, I play it for the first time, and she's, like, halfway through, she's, like, I, uh, like, she'll, like, like no, whatever. No. And I'm, like, did you just let it simmer? <laughs> we spent hours writing, writing this, this song. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, have, we, we set that. that rule of, We have to listen to it three times before she can hit me with a critique. I'm going to throw this out there for you. Um, That's a great rule to keep in mind with Remington because when he eats something, he he needs to take at least three bites before he decides whether or not he likes it. That's what we used to do with my daughter. It was like, you can't say you don't like it from the first bite. Right. You have to have three bites. Three bites. So it's the same with Kaylee. (laughs) I knew we were on to something. I love it. Well, Kaylee has to share the spotlight with Remington now. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's on the album. I know. Oh, gosh. That song is so beautiful, just like your mama. This whole album was just like pulling out all the stops, you know, mm-hmm. with even, like with everything. And so at the end... Of just like your mama, the last song. It's like this sweet little encore of like, I don't know, Phil's just kind of like riding off into the sunset and he's just like, Mama, dad, dad. And then at the very, very end, he says, Love you. And then it's just like, fade out. You're like, end. mic drop. That's all uh, you need. That's it. Did you give him points on the song? I did. Maybe. You should have. You should. College that fund. College fund. Listen, yes. Marin did it. No. Yeah, I was going to say, Marin did it. Marin did Y'all it. Oh, no. Y'all know. If you mm-hmm. didn't do it this time, you just go back and Do they have time. one feature in there a little bit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hummingbird. Hummingbird. He mm. said at the beginning, Mama. Mm-hmm. Stop So it. we were like, college. Okay, well, yeah. 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 All right. It's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Need to make right. that happen. Noted. Mm-hmm. Just Doing like it. your mama is my favorite song. It's so good. Oh, and yeah. then live, the it's like. Yeah, that. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I cry almost every time I hear or play or 
I mean, I've heard it a thousand times. Even like in the mixing stage, just like, yeah, I think the vocals should come up a little bit on the, on the uh, third chorus. <laughs> okay, so Rem Dog is two now. Two. What milestones are we hitting? Like uh, the flat out in the floor. Oh, phase. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are fun. Kicking, mm-hmm. screaming, a little yeah, bit of that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Opinionated and very much. But he can start to communicate now, and so it was like, right. Dad, Dad, truck, like Dad, Dad's truck. So it's like he wants to go mm-hmm. sit in the truck bed of the truck and just hang out. Okay. And then we have chickens too, but he'll be like. Chickens, say hi, chickens. So we'll go Aww. go say hi to the chickens. Is he going out on the road a lot with you guys when you do dates? Okay. Always, yeah. Oh, uh, two-year-old on the road. How is that happening? So we, we, we have our own bus now. So it's me, Kales, Remington, and her mom usually. Mm-hmm. Or my mom. So we get we get grandma love all the time. Good stuff. So mm-hmm. without them, we would not do that. Yeah. Our bus driver is amazing too. Like he'll set up like bicycle gates outside the bus. He'll set up all the chairs. We had a big inflatable bouncy house Aww. that we just like plug into the bus. Like it's it's awesome. I say we have it down, but uh, I mean we got it down as as best we can. Yeah, you know? that's cool. Yeah. Sounds fun to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last question before we let you go. Your social media bios say you might have made out to one of my songs. <laughs> Do people tell you that? Is that a story that you get a lot? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, it's like everybody's wedding song. Well, not everybody. A lot of people who come to the show are, they're like, yours Yours. is my wedding song. Love Uh, you like I used to. Home sweet. Waiting for you. You know, like the love songs pay off. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just like, we were at a a writing (laughs) retreat. And I don't even know what we were talking about, but it might have been like, Something to do with, like, bro country. You know, like, mm. I'm not the broest country of bros. <laughs> I don't even know what I said, but I was like, I'm going to make that my Instagram bio. You probably made out to one of my songs. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. I love it. all the new people that are like, oh, oh this, this guy. That's like, the dude. Yes. We definitely made out to that song. <laughs> Self-titled album is here. Russell Dickerson. It's out now. She likes it. Tour runs through December. Go see him, y'all. Ain't no party like an you RD won't. party. Oh. That's right. You <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming back Absolutely. and joining us. Love you guys. Amber, can you believe that we've been doing this a whole year? No. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely crazy. When you look back at all the artists that we talked to, the events that we've covered since the CMA Awards last year, it's kind of mind-boggling. It really is. Someone said, oh, happy one-year anniversary. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. It's just like... But, I mean, time flies when you're having fun, right? That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, we started off the show in a big way with the chief, Eric Church, who rarely does interviews. I can count on one hand how many times I've interviewed him. I was shocked that yes. he said yes. I mean, and it was a wide-ranging discussion of his triple album, mm-hmm. Heart and Soul. He was just very loose, very relaxed, and I just loved getting to bring this side of him to the fans. Heart on Fire, I saw the video. It's incredible. So you kind of deep fake weird. It's deep fake weird. <laughs> yeah. It took me a second. I'm not kidding. Trying to be in your own body, you're looking at it. 
I think it was the weirdest thing watching your mouth do stuff it never did. You know, and it's like... So for everyone listening <laughs> and watching right now, this video goes back for 15 years yeah, of 15 some of years. your first videos, but you are singing your current song. It was wild, you know. What's funny is like the redneck in me, like I get there and, you know, I, I don't have the same facial hair through all of that. So my thing was, I said, well, wait. I said, you're getting my mouth. Yeah. And it's like really smart people that don't think of the most common sense thing. And I said, but was it going to matter that I don't have the same? And it's so funny. The guy goes, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like they thought of all the dots. They thought of all the 3D cameras. Right. They didn't think about the facial hair. And I said, maybe, maybe we should think about that. I have to say one of the things I'm really proud of is the diversity of guests that we've welcomed to the Center Stage Spotlight. Mm-hmm. It's not just all the big name superstars, although we really have had a lot of those. I mean, Carrie Underwood, Luke Bryan, Maren Morris, Dirk Bentley. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But we've also gotten to introduce our global audience to the future of country music. Yes. People like Raina Roberts, Lily Rose, Frank Ray. And it was a chance for us to get to know them as artists, too. And we've discovered they're really great people and they're a ton of fun. We love them all. So much fun, truly. Remember Willie Jones coming in, <laughs> looking all fly, talking about how his mom influenced his style? It's a little burgundy polyester. Uh, yeah, a little suit. He got a little bell bottom flare going on. <laughs> but yeah, my mom got this from an estate sale. And when she got it for me, of course, it was during quarantine. So I, I put on a few pounds. I was real thick. And uh, <laughs> before I came here today, I was trying to find something to wear. And I saw this hanging up. And I was like, I might be able to fit in it. And then this was my first time living literally putting it on and seeing myself in it. And my mom got this from me for an estate sale. Yeah. So shout out, shout out to Mama Jones, Nona Lisa George Jones. I love you. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. She taught me everything I know about the swag. Yes, I still talk about that suit with him I mean, when I see him. I have pictures on my phone that look like an album cover. <laughs> no, He looks so good. <laughs> so good. And then we got to chat with legends like Dolly. Yeah, I do. I enjoyed hosting it 22 years ago. And then I also loved being the Entertainer of the Year. I've been nominated 40-some times. I've won 13 Ace Academy of Country Music Awards. And so I think the Entertainer of the Year was the highlight of that. But I just enjoy being part of all the country music scene. I'm so proud that country music is doing so well, has always done well. And now it's just like the music. And I'm so proud of that because I'm a country girl and a country singer. And I just love being a part of it and able to kind of enhance it even further if I can. I feel like it was talking to an angel when we got to chat with her. (laughs) We talked to her on Zoom. Yeah. But do you remember sitting there waiting for her to join the Zoom and then her logo popped up? It was like Dolly. (laughs) We were like, oh my God, this is real. (laughs) And there she was. There she was. We also got to catch up with old friends that had some news stories to tell, like TJ Osborne. I always wanted to do it at the height of our career because I didn't want it to be seen as opportunistic. It's weird because on one hand, I want to help with visibility and and it's Pride Month, but then there's also this kind of balance of like, I don't want to try to capitalize on this just because of my sexuality or or, or get headlines uh, for that. But at the same time, if I don't talk about it, then I'm not bringing visibility and hopefully that can help some other people out there. We love him so much. Love that guy. 
And we gained a brand new bestie in Breland. And we watched his career absolutely explode. I got a long text that said, hey man, this is Dirks Bentley, country singer. I- <laughs> No, I still have it. I bet you I still have it. Watch this. I bet you I still have it. Wait. You're about to be like, there's no way that this really happened. This Dirk is Bentley. really how the text went. Country singer. This is Dirk Bentley, this. comma. Country singer. Boom. Hey, dude, Dirk's Bentley. Country singer and big fan of yours, man. Boom, boom, boom. He goes on. I'm like, dude, I already know who you are. <laughs> We both agree that Luke Combs' wild and crazy story of writing with Hall of Famer Dean Dillon was one of the best things to happen on a podcast anywhere this year. No doubt. And he's like, we got to go. We got to go now. Because he's like, I'm a regular at this bar. It's cool. Like, I'll put it on my tab. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we get in the car with the guy. There's a man running through the parking lot. And he's beating on the window of this car. And he's like, you didn't pay your fucking tab, blah, 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 yelling at us. And I'm looking at the guy like, bro, what are you doing, dude? What is happening? And so Ray rolls the window down and just like gives the guy $200. He's like, sorry, bro. We're with this guy. We don't know this guy. I have no idea who this guy is. Sorry. Like we're, it wasn't us. And covering the ACM awards in Las Vegas. I mean, how unforgettable is that? It was amazing. Our faces were up in the airport. Do you remember? <laughs> we were so shocked when we landed. Like, wait, that's us. On the way to baggage claim, we look up and there we are. There we were. We're like, we made it. We made it, guys. <laughs> so many concerts, so many special events. It really has been such a crazy ride in the best way. In the absolute best way. And we're just getting started. We have so many fun things lined up for year two. Thank you so much for being a part of our Country Heat Weekly pod squad. Now, the traditional first anniversary gift is paper. But what we'd really love for you to do is share this podcast with a friend. You can tweet the link or leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Five Five stars. stars! Okay, we need to wrap things up here on Radio Row and go party hopping. But don't worry, friends. We will be back (laughs) soon. Like tomorrow as you're listening to this. We have to send this episode off to be published before the awards get handed out on Wednesday night. But you know, we don't want to wait a week to talk to everyone about the speeches, the performances, and the fashion choices. No way. So Amazon (laughs) Music is letting us do a bonus episode this week. We'll talk about all of those things and we'll take you backstage with the winners. Don't miss it. And the best way to not miss it is to make sure that you're following Country Heat Weekly on your favorite podcast platform. And follow us on social media for a sneak peek behind the scenes at this entire week. I'm Hey, it's Amber A. And I'm the Kelly Sutton. As we were chatting with the stars this week, we asked them to tell us about their most unusual gig. There are a lot of bad gigs on the way to playing the CMA Awards. For Luke Combs, it was usually Mother Nature's fault. I mean, we played, you know, in the snow before. I mean, played in the rain before. I mean, just like out in the rain. You know what I mean? Just like getting rained on, getting snowed on. Now, we were thinking musical gig, (laughs) but we didn't specifically state that. So Cole Swindell took us in a whole different direction. Unusual gig. Wait, like like music gig or just, oh, 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 gosh. I thought you meant that time I worked at the bank for a summer, which everybody thinks I'm lying. That was an unusual gig. Um, 
Yeah, I, the only, let's be honest. The only reason I got that, my aunt worked there and she uh, she gave me a, a summer job. I didn't work there. It wouldn't have lasted past the summer anyway. I was terrible. I worked in the loan department. I, I didn't approve it. I just, uh, <laughs> I was just trying to make sure I counted it right. <laughs> and here are some more hot takes from Sam Hunt, Mitchell Tenpenny, Lainey Wilson, and Nate Smith. I played a flatbed trailer at a football game. That's not all that unusual, but that's the first one that comes to mind. My first radio tour, Indicator Station radio tour, we went in the middle of the desert past Vegas. Me and my buddy, just me and him and acoustic guitar in a skating rink. There were four-year-olds and five-year-olds just falling down in front of us. They had one microphone, nothing to plug our guitars in. So we were like hovered together, like super close, trying to just get the mic to pick up the guitars, let alone our vocals. And there's four-year-olds spilling pizza and Mountain Dew right in front of us. And I was like, if this is making it, then... Here we go. <laughs> like It can only get better, I think. Probably my first Hannah Montana gig, which was on the uh, a flatbed trailer. Most unusual gig. Um, it was actually last year, and like in the middle of our set, the guy stops and goes, okay, the clown show is going to start in five minutes. The magic show is going to... This was just last year, and I was like, oh, shoot, man, this is crazy. And then they like lit these like torches behind me. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. So that was pretty unusual. Heat Weekly is a production of Amazon Music and Wondery. Special thanks to Ellen Appleton, Michelle Kirk, and the entire team at the CMA Awards for welcoming us to Radio Row. Executive producer is Melissa Locker for Nevermind Media. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer is Aaron Dethridge. Sound designed by Debbie Daughtry. Production assistants from Annie Reuter, Rick Hamilton, Madeline O'Connell, Tim Einenkel, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. The team for Amazon Music and Wondery includes Nathan Brackett, Michelle Kammerer, Emily Feld, Callum Plews, Emily Belote, and Jenny Tay. The executive producers for Wondery are Dave Easton and Marshall Louie. Production support services from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Osmo, Abby, Scraps, and all the other very good dogs out there. Find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. you. It's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is... JJ, 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 why are you whispering? Well, it, there's there's a pst in the, in, the, in the copy. But people are listening, so it's like... They are listening. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. In each episode of Smartless, one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two. What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation. Our mystery guests span. Our mystery... We'll cut this out. Our mystery guests... All right, here we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life, and if you're yeah, a Matt wondering McConaughey, fan, then you're going to... Just you come and listen to it. We're on Wondery right now, and you can listen Uh, to us. And no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car, just listen to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Bye.